Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars, where we talk about all things motorsports, business, and marketing related. We're out here just trying to make you better in your own journey to be in the motorsports world. If there's anything that we can ever do for you, don't hesitate to send us a comment at hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com as well as anywhere on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Drop us a line, send us a PM. We are here for you. Again, though, thank you very much for tuning in and downloading, and we ask that you rate, review, like, subscribe so we can keep our sponsors happy and out here putting this show on for you. Have a great week. We'll see you at the track. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the weekend warriors. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hi. It's hot. California. There's no such thing as winter here, so it's hot. It's like 100. Well, we appreciate everybody turning into this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars, as we're all going to listen to Cam complain about how hot it is in California. I'll tell you one thing. It wasn't as hot as it was in Gainesville, though. That was brutal. That whole humidity thing's for suckers. <laughs> suckers, he says. Suckers. Yeah. It's for other people. It's for other people, you say. Yeah. So, so we're recording on a Wednesday. You say it's hot out there. It's Don's got his little racers and rental cars hoodie on. Nah, I'm actually sporting the old Mickey T. Oh, wrong camera. How about I turn this camera down? There we go. Mickey T, baby. Mickey Johnson, sticky, sticky Mickey's. That's right. That's it. No, it is actually fallish over here in this part of the country. As we well, make our way to St. Louis this weekend. Are you going? Oh, yes. Yes. I'm going. I will be in PR capacity. <laughs> at How did that go last week? Good. Good. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me something. Tell you something. Teach you something. Yeah. No. We yeah, or that. I, I, so, not to toot horns. But one of my clients won on the first race on Friday night. And That's cool. That was that was pretty awesome. One of my other clients runnered up on Thursday night from Bowling Green. So that was cool. And then my other client quarterfinaled on Sunday in the second event. So I had some had so you're some busy. success. Yes, had some success. Down So does that mean over. that you already does that mean you already have your scheduled up for, for St. Louis since you're apparently good luck? I you know what? I have not had that yet. And it's Wednesday and I'm gonna make one more social media post here uh, after we get done with recording the show to be like, look and good luck, guys. That's all I'm telling you. And so, uh, yeah, but no, had a good time. Uh, it's kind of cool to just be able to video and take things in that look interesting uh, for shots and so forth. But had a lot of video clips and pictures and raw content to share with our clients. And so, so that was pretty good. That was the upside of the weekend. And nice. now we can talk about the downside of the weekend. I'm glad you're starting. Because <laughs> all my downsides just relate to aluminum gods. So Well, we had some of that as well in St. Louis. It That's, was see that. Carnage City in the top sportsman and top dragster class. Carnage. Usually about that about that time of year. Oh, there were cylinder heads and pistons transmissions they were just served up to the gods we offered them up 
They said it wasn't enough, and they continued to take more. <laughs> yeah, I donated a couple too, and I don't even know how. We had a bad batch of rods or something, because I didn't... Yeah, but I guess that's what happens when you play with Nitro, so... Well, I mean, you are trying to make 10,000 horsepower. This is also true, so... But yeah, it, uh, so you, what'd you guys blow up? So... That would be pistons, my friend. Oh, pistons. burnt pistons? Yes. Which, which we look at it at, at, from a standpoint that typically we catch corners. That's kind of what we do. We don't... We're, we're, fortunately, these whole... When people post these photos of, like, the center burned out of a piston, I always go, hmm... Because ours are always a eh, corner, typically. That's what we knock off. We typically knock off a corner so that it won't seal up anymore. And uh, it goes puff, puff, <laughs> puff, puff, puff. <laughs> I got you. I got like you. Si- like sitting around on the set of uh, Friday the movie. Uh, puff, puff, give. It's just puff, uh, puff, give. Uh, that's and that's what it does. It gives out after that third puff. So, uh, but no, there was a lot of nitrous puffs that were going on on the 1320 at World Highway Technology Dragway. Uh, huge, lots of carnage. We started out with full fields for the first event, and we barely could make a full field for both classes on the second event. Really? Oh yeah. Shoot them up. That many people. Chewed blowed them up. up. Chewed them up. Blowed up. Blowed Damn. Up. So, but that tell, sucks. I mean, you got to have something good to talk about. You were in Florida. You were in Gainesville, Florida. Um, Home of the Gators. Well, and um, I got to race, and I got to showcase some new sponsors for the top fuel category, which uh, would be Haltech EFI. So that was their first uh, experience in the top fuel world and or anything like that. So that was pretty cool. They were pretty stoked on that. Um, and then High Five Energy Supplements as well. Um, they do uh, they do a lot in the sportsman ranks, and uh, they decided to step up a little bit because um, that's kind of one of their geographical regions for their hotbed of their products, um, which was actually really cool to go to the – the ga- local convenience stores and gas stations to um, get gas and things like that and ice and stuff and actually see their products on display in the stores. So that was really cool. So if anybody is out there looking for any sort of, um, you know, energy pills, dietary supplements, anything like that, make sure you check out highfiveenergy.com. But yeah, so they were they were happy. Um, wish we could have done a little bit better for them, but unfortunately, yeah, there was the track was uh, pretty slick and grody because of the weather and things like that. And I don't know, it just it was a it was a trying weekend, you know. And it, that's what kind of makes you weekends like this. They just they're just taxing, you know. You you're you're burning the midnight oil to get there, and then when you burn the midnight oil while you're there, and then you burn the midnight oil to get home. Um, to get back to your real life, um, a lot of times it uh, it wears you out, man. But grateful for the opportunities and, and things like that. Hopefully, obviously, I'll be missing St. Louis this weekend. Um, I hate to even say it, but <laughs> because uh, we had a family vacation planned before they decided to change the schedule 17 times. Um, and I owe it to my lovely wife and my son to take them to the lake. So uh, this Weekend in St. Louis is not on Cameron's schedule, but that's okay. I'm I'm looking forward to to having a great time with my uh, with my family, and uh, hopefully we'll be back in Dallas and Houston uh, would be the plan. I don't want to necessarily say Vegas yet because who knows who if anyone will be in Vegas. Um, I did hear the talk of the town while I was out there that they may be bringing the last race back to Gainesville due to, you know, the government kind of opening up there or whatever with all the restrictions. There was there was quite a bit of fans there, so, I mean, I hope they don't do that. But, I mean, if that's what they got to do, they got to do. They need to make a decision pretty quickly because 
after the Texas races, you get there and you need to go left or right on the on the highway, so or the interstate or whatever the hell you want to call it out there, Don. But um, hopefully they don't make everybody drive to Vegas and then say, "Just kidding, go to Florida." So why aren't you coming to St. Louis? Because I had a family vacation planned with my family. What is that? After, well, it's a, I, it's a new thing for me because I haven't been on one in a very long time. So no, um, no. What was the other word that you said? I mean, we all got families, but what was that other word? Vacation. Yeah. What is that? What is this vacation you speak of? I yeah. I, I'll let you know after this weekend. But high school. No, we. Uh, is it in the dictionary? I do not know. I can't. I can't answer that either. But it's apparently it's this thing where you like go and you like hopefully don't have to work and you can kind of relax and and enjoy your uh, your wife and your son and splash around in the lake and go skiing and things like that. So it sounds it sounds pretty fun. I'll let you guys know next week if it was fun or not. What was the word you put in front of work? Not work. Yeah, I don't know what that's about either. So, as you know, I work 24-7, so um, it'll be a new thing for me. Yeah, I, I'm i really confused right now. Some of these phrases I don't understand. Yeah, man, I know, I know. But I got uh, wife and child are number one priority, so, um, yeah, I owe it to them. I don't want to cancel on them. I cancel on them a lot for other sacrificial reasons to go racing so i don't want to do it well i mean hey so i got my buddy todd to step in for me this weekend todd payton's going to be driving terry's car excuse me terry's car this weekend hold down the fort you know he'll hold it down i hope so hold it down all right well i with that being said you're going to be out and about. I'll be in St. Louis. That's going to be awesome. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get this show kicked right on off with uh, our first hot topic, if you will, today. And let's call it schedules. Let's schedules. Ske- schedules. Schedules. Let's talk about schedules. Since we're a marketing show, we're a motorsports marketing show, and... Schedules play in heavily into our marketing plans and strategies. They play in heavily. And as we're recording today, the NASCAR schedule finally came out, which I must admit is probably three or four months, might even be five months, behind typical schedule of when NASCAR typically puts their schedule out, releases it for the upcoming year. Um... We have not yet seen a NHRA schedule, a PDRA schedule, a Midwest Pro Mod Series schedule, and some of the circle track schedules, uh, World of Outlaws. We, we're, let's just say I think that we are significantly behind. Of course, it's going to be all due to our different local governments and COVID. But at that same point, let, uh, how is uh, how difficult is it right now if you're trying to put together a marketing plan and you don't know where you're going? That's a very good point, and that's why it's important in the marketing world because you got to know what you're selling, right? And we sell races as racers, so if we don't know where we're going, and the, the unfortunate part of with it is, like I said, I, I mean, yeah, everybody kind of knows everything's behind the eight ball, but. The only unfortunate part about that is he can't even really guess. A lot of times, you know, every time an HRA comes out with their schedule, you pretty much know it's going to start at Pomona, end at Pomona. You got two Vegases. You got, you know, like within and around Norwalk would be somewhere around the 4th of July-esque. You know, like you kind of know, but now that you can't even guess because I keep hearing over the, or I keep kept hearing over the weekend that they're starting in Gainesville. So, next year so that eliminates Pomona that eliminates Phoenix that's a big thing for me as a West Coast racer now are they eliminating them I don't know that for sure are they postponing them and putting them later in the year I don't know that either but I'd be willing to bet that they'll cancel I mean this is just my opinion 
take it or leave it. They'll get rid of Pomona for sure. They'll start in Gainesville. They'll do... What is it? Normally, it's normally Pomona, Phoenix, Gainesville, Vegas, right? So they'll start in Gainesville, go back to Vegas, hit Phoenix while they're on the West Coast, and then they'll work their way through Texas and then back it around. If the local governing governing bodies allow that. That's just my opinion. But I'd like to know that because whether it's selling sponsorships for my lovely wife's super comp car or, you know, the top fuel races, like the West Coast is a lot easier for me to find funding because I'm from there, right? So I know a few more people in and around this geographical region. So if they're going to get rid of two of those West Coast races, that's going to make a little more work for myself. Just saying. How many do I think that are going to happen? I'm going to go with 20. Nice round number. Yep. How many did we get this year? How many did we get this year? 12? Was it 12? 11. Dude. I don't know. I didn't go to them all, so I don't know. What were? How many were there? How many did they have at Indy? Four? Four. I'd say I'd go look at the points list, but they don't they don't really update the events, so I can't really look on there. I think the the biggest concern, or not the biggest concern, but a challenging concern to me is that so right, we all start based off of the schedules. And when I say we all, I mean we all. The track promoters, the owners at the racetrack. Their marketing and advertising staff with their with their sponsors. Eleven, by the way, we've had eleven so far. Well, no, we're having eleven. Okay, so um, those teams and what they're selling and when they're selling it, uh, and then you trickle down, trickle that down into the racers' ranks of regional races, right? So the divisional schedules. Um, yeah, all of that being said, uh, you know, the racetracks and their local schedules and events that they have, you know, I mean, um, it's like trying to have a circle track. Like I own a circle track and I've got weekly races that I got to put on and I want to sell sponsorship for my track and I want to know, I want to be able to talk about the big, the promoted, the booked in show, this booked in show, that booked in show. I want to be able to promote those as selling points in my marketing packages that I'm going to sell in the local side of the community and or regionally speaking. And you can't even do that right now. Right now, if you're a a track, if you're involved in marketing and advertising and, and regardless of what level it is, we can't do anything right now because we don't have schedules and we don't know where we're going and we don't know when we're going to be there. And that is extremely difficult. Uh, and you can't, you know, we all kind of have contracts and things of that nature. You can't even hold anybody and say, well, guys, we got a contract. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't really apply right now because of everything that's going on. You know, we just, we just don't know. I mean, we l- just genuinely don't know. The only thing I can tell you that seems like we know is if you're in drag racing and you're a bracket racer, you pretty much know where all the big money races are for the next 12 months. As mm-hmm. the, the, like those are going on. Sands don't care that it has to do with NHRA drag racing or PDRA or any other drag racing. Well, sport. also too though they don't really promote to fans, so that's just more of a a racer's event. So that's a little easier for them to maybe schedule those. I guess so, even though there's a buttload of people on the property, which I don't I, know how they get away with that. Well, here, here's my thing too, and I think that this is um, this is going to be for another show. But I believe that the bracket racing promoters and track owners that have these large bracket racing events. Outside of the COVID, right? Because COVID, you had state and local county restrictions that were really handcuffing you just to try to pull these off. Outside of that, we are missing, as companies and corporations, 
we're missing the boat of, of the ability to impact our customer base by the number of people that are at these big money bracket races for these captive audience days. Like, I mean, we're just missing it. I mean, you're just, you're missing. Today is Wednesday, and there was over 300 cars on the property in Bristol on Monday. On Monday, there was over 300 cars on the property. And when you get these large events, you're missing the opportunity to expose consumer products, grow databases, social media, your B2B side, B2C side, because I will continue to say it over and over again. There are more millionaires and quarter of a millionaires and half a millionaires that are in the traveling sportsman ranks and big money bracket racing arena than there are over on the NHRA professional drag racing side. And I agree. You, ha you have to capture that. You have to get involved with those people because it will grow your business base as it will grow theirs. But that's another show. I, know, well, I mean, like another <laughs> show, a whole show to talk about that. So, uh, yeah. Don on a tangent. Don's going to have his own sidebar show. We can just I, call no. it Don's Tangent. Racers and rental cars after hours. Don's Tangent. Yeah. Nah. It's wintertime. <laughs> it's going to be... A, here, okay. So the, let's... We got to get back on topic of the schedule <laughs> of how difficult that is. Right? I mean, it's extremely difficult. I mean, right now there's probably size of relief, but also elevated heart rates in the world of NASCAR because now they have a schedule and the marketing teams can actually go to work on being able to try to sell their sponsorships and reach out to these companies. And you want to know what's bad? Us as drag racers, we're behind. We're getting, we're going to get, we're, we got nothing. We're going to get the scraps because these NASCAR teams are already, they can, they can go into these regionally, um, regionally based companies that, will spend fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars for a couple truck races or an Xfinity race and they're gonna go in there and they're gonna snatch that up and for us drag racing teams that are companies that could go in there and impact that we're gonna be we're just nope we didn't get nope music quit playing we got no chairs to sit in. Yeah, no I agree and I, actually I just pulled it up while you're talking the NASCAR schedule. So the they start in Florida, then come over to California and Vegas. California, February 28th at Auto Club Speedway. Is that a fan event or no? Did they say anything about any of that? No, none of that's... I don't, I don't remember reading anything about that in the PR. Yeah, because I don't see that happening. But I will tell you this. I see that event may be happening, but... Yeah, but I I promise you that Fontana and what is it? Fontana, that's ISC. Are they ISC owned or SMI? No, they're ISC owned, right? Bruton Smith does. Bruton Smith owns it. Bruton Smith owns Fontana. Thought he did. No, no, he doesn't. Does Nat, NASCAR owns it. Hell, I don't even know. That's a good question. You live in California, you don't know. Anyway, they're changing that track. So I promise you that they want revenue in that facility as much as they possibly can as they move forward. ISC owns it. ISC, yeah. So um, they they want that, isn't it? Well, hold on. Well, okay. So yeah. So that's interesting about the schedule. They're gonna want their bit. We're all struggling right now to have individuals to contact based on what's going on be, or the schedules that we have because we can't promote anything. We can't say, hey, we're going to be here. You know, let's plan a sales blitz or, you know, I'm going to come into town and show up at the parking lot party. You can't do, I mean, you can't do any of that and right now. And, and we need it. I mean, we, we really need it. Uh, and we need it on both sides. We need all the schedules. I mean, I know... I know it's tough because all the sanctioning bodies, NMCA, NMRA, I mean, all of them have to go through this. Um, 
before they can get it out and i get it but man it'd be nice to get it soon much sooner than later yeah i guess on a new topic i do want to bring up the fact that there was quite a bit of people at the gator nationals the videos and photos that i saw seemed very uh i mean it seemed very uh, populated. I sh- there was a lot of people around, and then there was like gaps. There were spaces that you could see in the grandstands. For what yeah, that's reason. what was weird. Like the the pits, like the pro pits, like there was a buttload of people, but it seemed like in the stands, like they're like right by the starting line, there it looked open. Like I don't know if they had that section closed off or something, but like going down track, like if you if you panned out on the on the footage, like there was a lot of people there, and there was people running around like crazy. Um, I'll tell you one thing, the mask situation is a little weird. Um, cause especially in Florida, that, that day that I got there, the governor or whatever of Florida lifted that order. So like nobody had their masks on except for NHRA telling the teams and stuff that they had to be cognizant of it, you know, for TV cameras and things like that, which everybody seemed to be on their same page and same track. It was just hard too, because it was really hot, you know? Um, so people are just like sweating bullets with these masks on, but like in the pits walking around fans wise, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this, but there was, there was a ton of people that didn't have their mask on a ton. Well, they're the, they're the first state to say, ah, we're done changing the rules. So, I mean, you can't really say anything bad about that. I mean, that's no, I, I don't think it was a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it was a bad thing. It was just something that I noticed, like, um, there were like some of the older elderly fans, I guess, you know, a lot of them had, had masks on and stuff, which was cool, which is smart. Like if you're susceptible to that stuff and you're going to be out in public, it's probably a good idea to wear a mask, even if they say you don't have to. Um, but I mean, everyone seemed to kind of get along. I didn't really see, which I was kind of shocked, you know, nobody hating on it. Nobody, everybody was just kind of whatever. Which was kind of cool. Well, that's good that there was some positive out of it because, again, we can go on another tangent about the fact of everybody and their negativity about all the, you know, how they don't agree or they do agree or don't agree, whatever. I'm completely in a, you know, be positive. So uh, that's good that there, if you didn't have that going on uh, during the Gator Nationals, just, we we didn't really we didn't have any issues in St. Louis. Uh, be interesting to see uh, how that plays out this week as well over there. So um, yeah, no. Well, let's uh, let's bounce off of that real quick. So on the NASCAR schedule, talking about that and the announcement that came out yesterday afternoon, there will be no more Route 66 Nationals. Yes. There will, there will be yes. no more NASCAR event at Chicagoland Speedway. Wah, wah, wah. Did they actually... Are they going to mow it down? Isn't that what I heard? That's been like the rumor for like the last, I don't know, eight months, ten months, whatever. But I... I can't... There was a... There was a comment that was made like they would be back. Like it kind of alluded like there was some left or right to allude to the fact that they would be back in 21. I don't really, you know, I, how can you do that? I mean, I don't get me wrong. The, 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 the group that came into Gateway that's now Worldwide Raceway Technology uh, or Worldwide Technology Raceway, the group that came in there when Gateway was shut down for a few years, Gateway, Gateway was rough, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, it's a it's a. Let's make no mistake about it. Now you leave something set dormant for a little while and don't pay it any attention. That it gets rough, and it becomes costly to get it back. I, I'm I'm very um, I'm very cautious about. What's going to happen there in Joliet, um, which, you know, for us personally in our little circle, you know, Guy's family is from Chicago. It was the, you know, 
we go there three times a year and you know always going to be in town for that so it was an opportunity to see family uh typically you're there in the summertime nice chance to take in a cubs game you know there you know it's chicago don't, don't get me wrong chicago is cool but this is not good no. not good at all you know home of the jegs all-star race uh Route 66 Nationals. I mean, it's just not. And it's, you know, it's at a crossroads, you know, as far as traveling wise. <clears throat> Airport's not far away. I mean, it was a, it was a great facility. It might not always have had the best, you know, staff or, you know, manners, if you will, of the way they treated you. But, but it was still, man, it was a good racetrack. I'll tell you, you know, you bringing that up, that, a couple of people I was talking to over the weekend, they they said, "Oh, well, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, there's Pomona. Well, they're not. It's not going to start in Pomona or whatever." And they're like, "Yeah, that might as well just put the nail in the coffin for Pomona because, I mean, dude, we only race there twice a year, and the, everything else it sits dormant for the rest of the time." Um, last I heard, you used to be able to. Uh, they had, I think, enough to do three or four events there but they only do two because they use some of it for uh uh like ring outs and stuff like that but even still i mean you get rid of one of those even i don't think it'll come back that's the scary part even though it's in the heart of nhra's backyard all that blah 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 just with the city ordinances and and all i mean there's houses literally on the freaking starting line there like right there have you ever been there Yep, three times. Okay. Uh, but so, yeah, I once people catch wind of they're going to use this to their full advantage, and I, I sure hope that's not the case because there's just something about the spectacle of Pomona because it's Pomona. Um, but I think that might be where it goes down, where you start to lose. You're going to, if they go to 20 events, they'll get rid of Pomona. They'll get rid of one of the Vegases. Chicago obviously is gone, and then there may be something else on the East Coast that they'll lose. That's just my opinion. So I don't know, man. I just hope they come back maybe 22, but I'm not going to hold my breath. There's a, long, a lot of things need to happen before then. We need to get like an actual like sponsor for one. That sure kind of quieted down, hey? The pro, yeah. the pro deal? Yeah, well, let, let's say one thing about this. But I want to Go back to one of your statements. I would venture to say that Bruton is not giving up any of his Vegas races. Well, yeah, especially after he, he did that. But the four see, wides. I, exactly. He's got a four wide and he's got another one. Yeah. But and, I, and, I don't and know, man. And I've, I'm, I'm trying to remember, but I think it was a year ago or two years ago. Might have been me as three. SEMA renewed their contract, their extended lease with the Las Vegas Convention Center till like I have to go back and Google it, but I mean it's it's out there. And so yeah. you you're, yeah. Jeff Foster and his team, they do a great job of putting on events there. Oh, hundred percent. I think it's a yeah. great place. I'm only saying that just because of you know, a lot of people say out there, why do we have two of uh, two Charlottes? Why do we have two Vegases? Why do we have two Pomonas? What you know? I, well, if you get rid of if you get rid of two Pomonas, then it may turn into a which I mean, who's going to be start upset? in Vegas end in Vegas? Yeah, who's going to be upset with that? I'm I'm okay with that. To to, but it's very sad to see that'll be what happens is they'll move. If they can't move to Vegas, they'll start in Gainesville, or they'll go to Gainesville, then to Vegas, and maybe leave the end of the year at Pomona. But NHRA leases that place. I know. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, what's your what's your? I mean, your sponsorship dollars would have your marketing dollars for those two events would have to far exceed anything that you would just basically put back in your budget. Because you're not paying the lease to take care of that place. Mm-hmm. 
That's, that's yeah, just, that's true. You know, and Vegas is a multi-faceted facility. It's beautiful. I mean, it's great. It's Vegas. I mean, yeah, I get that. And you can have a hell of a banquet in Vegas. Absolutely. That, that, that makes it easy. Um, you know, a lot of the teams are okay with, and a lot of the teams don't even like coming to California because they got to pull the special permits and crap for the rigs because they're too long and all the other and mumbo how jumbo. Easy, how easy is it to get from Vegas back to the Midwest or the East Coast? How yeah, easy? no, I, I mean logistically, I agree with you a hundred percent. Even though, even though I, it's sad for me to say that because Pomona holds a soft spot in my heart, right? Because that's where I. Went to my first drag race and started there. I've won there. I've, you know, I've done a lot of things there. So, uh, but I mean, that's just me, right? I mean, but there's an aura and it's the pinnacle of the NHRA because oh. it's based down the street. But you're 100 percent right. I, I don't, I don't not agree with anything you're saying. Let's yeah, because say I, I mean, I mean, I'm with you. There's nothing cooler than pulling up underneath that arch and looking. And seeing snow on top of the mountains out in the distance. Mm-hmm. Again, and you're racing. You're, you're racing at hollow ground. I, I mean, I get it. It would be like being able to go to Orange County. Yeah, 100%. Race away. I mean, there's history there. There's The other crappy I, part of that, though, is if they do get rid of Pomona, like literally, there's no tracks around here. I mean, I know we only race there twice a year, but dude, we have Bakersfield, which would never house a national event. That's Sonoma. like from so- Sonoma, which is like nine hours away. Sacramento. Uh, you ain't getting a. That place is sketchy at, at best. Um, so it's like. Fontana. Uh, Fontana. God love it, but it's sketchy at best. <laughs> so. Hey, you I, you, you, I'm just saying, you got racetracks out there. They're just. Well, you know, no, I'm just saying not three quarters like of you a guys, state away. Dude, you guys, yeah. <laughs> You guys can race or go to how six different tracks within the process of forty minutes from your house. Well, <laughs> not here. Not forty minutes, but within about within. So that would be one, two. I would say within three hours, you can be to about six different racetracks. Where I'm at, located in southern Southern Indiana. Yeah, yeah, uh, five. I could be no. Yeah, yeah, six. You can be you can be to six within three hours. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. Because like I said, all we have is Fontana, and that's that's a bracket racing type of track. And I mean that's okay, but you're never going to have a big event there. But and the only thing I, only thing I don't like about Vegas. Other than the fact that I seem to have like a black cloud that follows me anytime I race in Vegas, I don't think I've I went to the quarters there one time in Supercomp, and other than that, like dude, I just I've done good bracket racing there, but um, NHRA side bracket racing wise, mm, or I'm you mean Supercomp wise, place hates me. I got the second round blues there, but anyway, other than that, like that's pretty much all we had. Like there's two divisionals there. Two nationals, uh, the flings and all that. I mean, there's a ton of stuff there. So it's like, dude, you might as well just freaking base all your shit out of Vegas because you ain't going anywhere else. No sense in driving it all the way back to California every other day. That's the only bummer about it. I like going to different places. So that's the only thing that I don't like about it. But, I mean, it's a great facility. I like the people. I, it, you know, it's, it's Vegas. But, you know. Hey, I don't know that you're, again, may, that's a major market. I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of people that are going to complain. No, I don't uh, think so either. I, you know, but hopefully they will share, if that does happen, they'll share their wealth a little bit with like Phoenix, Tucson, which they did a little bit this year, but um, on some of the divisional sides and, you know, some of that kind of stuff. Um, but who yeah. knows? No, for sure. All right, so let's keep cranking along here. Uh, want to give a manscape moment. Woohoo! Dun da da da. Manscape. Manscape. I had my manscape boxers on the other day. Did you? I did. I did, did you have to change them after you broke a rod? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> it's a good thing they're black. Though. Same. Oh, well. Case things get a little weird. I, I am sure that the 3.0 and uh, your crop mop was in full effect being down oh. there in, in yes. lovely Gainesville with all that humidity that was going on. 100%. Um, well, actually, crop no. Pump. I'm I'm thinking you probably should have had the crop per- preserver going on is what you probably should have had. <laughs> That's probably what yeah. you should have been using out of, out of the 3.0 kit. Just saying. <laughs> well, Manscaped moment of the week is going to go off to our, well, we can't call him a friend because he's never actually been on the show, but we'll give a shout out to Ron Caps for catching on fire, sliding it sideways in his own oil in the shutdown, didn't hit anything, looked like he was dirt truck racing on iRacing and uh jumped out and then went on to win the race so ron caps is going to get my manscape moment because uh he was driving his balls off that's what he was doing <laughs> Sli- there you go that's, that's, a, that's a good one that's Slides. a good one i like that that's it so uh manscape.com thanks for uh, sponsoring the manscape moment of the week go over to manscape.com get the code RIRC in the box when you check out. Pick up the perfect package 3.0. Get the lawnmower 3.0. Get some drawers. Get some crop preserver, reviver. Get it all lined up. It's getting to be winter time now. So, you know, we're all going to start getting a little hairy. Going to turn into woolly mammoths. <laughs> it's going to get cold outside. Uh, don't, you know, hate to say that we're going back to the the quarantine phase of COVID-19 for 2020, but some of us may start looking like that. So uh, get your hygiene plan squared away with manscaped.com, R-I-R-C, free shipping and 20% off, R-I-R-C at manscaped.com. All right, Cam, talking about getting your balls trimmed, how about the amount of NHRA fines that have been coming out left and right, and uh, also to top that off, how would you like to get fined a hundred grand because you didn't get out of the wind tunnel in time? Yeah, that was that's a spendy dealio right there, man. Yeah, but fines seem to be kind of kind of going around lately. I, I mean, you read some of them, and, and I say they're justified. I mean, if you're going down the track with, with the fire bottle pins still in still in your fire bottles, I mean, probably just a common mistake, but obviously they're getting multiple people on it, so I don't know if there's something to do with that one crew guy or <laughs> same teams. You know, that poor guy who is in charge of that, you know, maybe he's new, something or other, but, you know, he's got himself quite a few hefty fines there. So, um, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, whew. But yeah, but I mean, even in the other ones, like doing, doing, you know, dry hops in the pits or whatever, like, I mean, there's a lot of things that you probably shouldn't do. And maybe they're just calling people on it now because they're looking, they're maybe under the microscope for a lot of other things and they don't want to get busted. Well, I will tell you that going down the racetrack, going down the racetrack with your fire pin in your handle or even in your fire bottle. I mean, um, yeah, typically you don't have time to reach over there, grab the pin back out before you pull the handle. It, it's kind of a necessity to get the, get the bottle unpinned, have your handle unpinned. So when you reach up there and grab it, you're good. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that was not good, but I want to, I want to just give a, a kudos though. Um, if you want to talk about somebody owning up to stuff, Steve Matusik did an interview with Bruno Massel on NHRA, and he talked about the fact of being fined, why he got fined, and the fact that it was, uh, you know, he basically owned it. You know, he, ba- he basically said, hey, it was, you know, my fault, and it won't happen again. I will tell you that, um, it, and I drive a door car, and obviously I have fire bottles, and... When I back up from the burnout, and now this is just an extra step for us, but we have GoPros in the car, and it has a remote. 
And I am typically the one that turns on the GoPros with the remote. Well, the GoPro remote uh, D-ring, if you will, hangs on the fire bottle pin. So when they take the remote away from me, it has the fire bottle pin already clamped onto it. So, And if I don't, if I'm by myself, I reach up, grab it, and throw it in the floorboard. So it's laying there in the car no matter what. We don't go down the racetrack without your fire bottles because the one time you do, you'll need it. And uh, No, and that's the, the, a lot of people. I Did Did you read the thing that I had on NHRA Racer 2 about uh, if you're wearing your safety gear improperly, you'll get shut off, sent back to the pits and fined or something? Did you read that? Yes. Yep. Yeah, which I, by, all, by all rights, absolutely. Wear yep. your shit. Don't ruin I, it. We talked about that at one of our very, very beginning podcasts. Don't ruin it for everybody else. If you want to wear your your stupid plaid pajama bottoms in your car, like that's your own prerogative. But don't don't do it in an NHRA event, you know, because God forbid that something has to happen and somebody gets burned. It's terrible. No, and I mean, and how many accidents? I mean, just think back to the accident they had in Dallas with the top sportsman car. That was sitting there and had broken a hose. The hose that actually separated itself from the fitting had leaked fuel out on the ground. They did not know it. He goes and clicks the starter in the entire car and the water box engulfs, you know, behind the water box there at the ready line engulfs in flames. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you do not think that accidents can happen, Again, remember, these are all mechanical vehicles that are put together with products, parts, and pieces that are, I mean, they're known to fail. At some point, they have to fail. Why is that? Because these companies don't build something that's indestructible. They stay in business because at some point, they're going to fail. So, uh, yeah, now, it's just, uh, it's one of those things uh, that we got to pay attention to. But let's talk. Let's talk about a hundred grander, my friend. Hundred grander. I like a hundred grand. I could use about a hundred grand. Yeah, I, somebody's a hundred grand light in their pocket right now. As Hendrick Motorsports got fined a hundred grand for exceeding their wind tunnel time. Oof. Oof. A hundred grand. And now we're not talking about like hours that they were over. We're talking about minutes. Do you know how? Do you know how many top fuel races it takes to win to make a hundred grand? <laughs> <laughs> Is that before COVID or after? Just after. Too soon? No. No, dude. dude, that's that's spendy, man. How many? How many? Uh, how many digital watches and new new timers do we need to buy for the wind tunnel team so that they don't screw that up again? Dude. Yeah, think that came out of their paycheck. Hey, but, but on the on the lighter note, they're not going to do that again, are they? <laughs> well, so it, I, from what I understand, they lost wind tunnel time for next year in 2021. Ooh, that sucks. Well, it definitely sucks when you're going to the Gen 7 car or Gen 6 or Gen 22 19. or what, whatever it is that they've got going on for NASCAR. That uh, sounds like a NASCAR. drink, Gen 22. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> Uh, high, in, uh, what do they call it? High what? High five energy? High five energy. Gen yeah. five. Gen yeah. five. Anyway, gin with some built in with some ginseng. There you go. In, in ginkgo biloba. We got we got hot. We got gin gin gin. Um. Yep. So yeah. No. So that was uh that was kind of pricey there, but I know what we would pay to try to pick up some horsepower. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that Rick Hendrick went. Man, that sucks. Guys, don't do it again. Did you guys learn anything? Are we going to be faster? <laughs> Are we going to be faster? All right. We're getting here to the end of the show. We got to talk about K&N. They've got a new initiative coming out, kicking off this weekend. The K&N filtration technology you trust now is washable and reusable in mass form. We got them available in three colors, black, gray, and camo. They're infused with silver ions for enhanced protection and odor reduction. And you know some of y'all out there got some smelly-ass masks. Right now, the fabric's breathable, lightweight, and stays cool with ProCool technology. 
K&N, with their initiative with racers and rental cars, is giving away 25 of these masks for signing up to their newsletter. This is how you do it, guys. Go to racersandrentalcars.com, click on the K&N logo, sign up for the newsletter, and then they're going to give them away. You've got to do this by October 31st. It's only a one-month special. To see the full details, click on the logo on racersandrentalcars.com, sign up on the newsletter, get yourself in the running for one of the 25 that K&N is going to give away. Black, gray, and camo. You're going to look cool, stay cool, not going to smell, and you're going to protect yourselves. So, K&N filtration, mass. Make sure to go over to racersandrentalcars.com, sign up, click on the link. On the logo, click on the K&N logo, sign up to get your 25 lucky individuals K&N mask. I got to tell you, that's pretty smart of them, you know, considering they're filtration experts and, you know, this is, this is right in their wheelhouse. So that's pretty awesome. So thanks Here. to K&N for, uh, for letting us be a part of that. So all you listeners better sign up and I better see Absolutely. you wearing your K&N mask at the track. Not Absolutely. Not with your head. Hey, here's one other thing for it that most people don't know. K&N has some kick-ass air filters for your house. Yes, they do. And so, folks, I know you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go down to the to Menards or Home Depot or local hardware store and pick up these, you know, $2 or $3, whatever they are, filtration. You can get your, go spend the money on one. And it's just like your race car or your truck or your RV or your diesel truck, whatever the case is. It's a reusable filter. You can clean it, use it over and over and over again straight from K&N. So there you go. Don't forget to use discount code RIRC. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's killer that they're doing that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I was, I was on their website the other day looking for the right size for, for my – since I'm a homeowner now, you know. I got to, uh, yeah. Oh, we almost got through the whole show without giving you a kitchen update. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh my God. Everybody that was <laughs> listening right now went, finally, he's going to talk about it. Woo! Yeah, no I know. Ever. They've been sitting on, <laughs> sitting on the edge of their seats. Good thing they paid for the whole seat, but they're only using the edge. Um, no, it's almost done. It's like 95% done. Looks killer. We just got to do some painting and put the non-cabinet floating shelves. I didn't know that those were a thing, but apparently thanks to Chip and Joanna Gaines, they are a thing. And um, yes, but for the majority of it, the kitchen is done. My wife is a very, very happy camper. It's beautiful. Shout out to Craig and John, as Jet likes to call them, Craigie and John. <laughs> he, he helped too. They bought him, they even bought him his own tool set, his own drill. His own little flashlight. It's pretty funny. So, did you say that you were gonna paint? No, oh, hell no, hell no. I paint. I paint cars. I I told Angie I was gonna I was gonna do it, but we have to paint all the ba- we got all new baseboard and crown and all that stuff moldings, and there is a ton of it that needs to be painted. So, um, yeah. And then we knocked down a wall and had to build a new wall. So. Yeah, there's just too much. I don't have time, dude. We barely have time to record this podcast, let alone me painting the whole inside of a house. Mm. Just saying, I paint covers, not walls. I hear you. All right, well, we are going to close out with some marketing tips right now. First and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to young Aubrey Collins. Folks, Google her on Facebook. She is a junior dragster racer that came up with efforts for a cause to fight uh, impact, I should say, to fight causes that impact children. Uh, So talking about missing kids, abused kids, she has got a junior dragster wrapped up for a cause that she's going to be racing to close out the season. Uh, sent me some artwork, some T-shirt artwork, and the way the car is going to look. I think it's awesome that that the young, next generation of racers are thinking outside the box of things that impact themselves as well as our society. 
So go over and check out Aubrey Collins on Facebook. She's a junior dragster racer out of Ohio. And uh, give her a shout, a like, a follow, a thumbs up, and uh, give her a little support. Yeah, heck yeah, that's awesome. Good for her. She's starting to figure it out at a young age, so that's that's really cool. So our next marketing tip, press releases. Press releases and race reports. Two things that you need to do to further your program and start at your local level with your local hometown newspaper, wherever you may be, whether it's a... a independent newspaper or an actual uh, owned newspaper from a corporation or a media group start get to know your press your media outlets learn about them in your in your local city then move to your re- your big city that's close by your ma- made made major market hello don get it out for the love of god <laughs> right there it is to, to, yeah to, 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 today junior. today junior uh, yeah, mid-market and major markets, learn them, uh, invite them out, let them come along, tag along, buy a general admission ticket to get them in, uh, expose them, whether you're a drag racer, a circle track racer, go-kart racer, do not care. If you're in racing, get your writers, your press, get them out, drag them along with you. So uh, Especially you can- right now because I'm sure a lot of these media outlets are looking for something other than the nonsense that's going on in the world. So might give you a little extra plug as far as, uh, you know, front page news in your local area. So absolutely. And you don't, and then you've got a relationship in your local market that you can take to leverage your local sponsors and companies and local regions to, uh, help assist them with impact and exposing their brands to people. So get to know, your local media and understand if you need to hire somebody to write press releases when you win, you need to hire somebody to write race reports when you have a race weekend. Do it, learn how to do it, follow some examples, pay one, pay somebody one time to do it so that you'll understand that that's important for you, your sponsors, and your future in the world of motorsports. All Absolutely. Right. So... We've gotten all that out. It was a, a tough week. The last thing I want to close out with, I would like to see if we have anybody out there that's willing to put themselves out there and say, hey, I think this company would be good for X in racing. And, put, and send us a message at hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com and let us kind of do three to five minute, like, I want to say case study, because obviously that's much longer, and so is a white paper, but be able to just give a quick evaluation and say, yeah, that would be good, so-and-so should should go after them, or no, that probably wouldn't work, and here's the reasons why. See if we got any takers on that, just something, getting ready to go into the winter winter time. It's going to be a long time, long winter. Love you, long time winner. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of new kids that are going to get born nine months since we got no SEMA, no PRI. It's going to, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough winter, dude. Rough. Yes. That's quite possible. That's quite possible. Well, I hope that we have a couple announcements that are, we're going to spit out here in the next couple of weeks uh, on the show. Uh, beyond our K&N deal, we've got Flow Sports. Folks, go over to racersandrentalcars.com. We've got to get this logo up uh, for Flow Sports. They're going to be up on our page. You'll click on it, take you over for subscription for Flow Sports. Mike Levy and his team, we appreciate them uh, being involved with our show as well. Uh, So if you're listening, Brian, yes, Brian, I'm sending that to you. (laughs) Cam, that's all I got, my friend. Me too. I'm sweating. I'm sweating bullets in this garage here because of the heat wave. You take your sweatshirt off and go enjoy your nice, cool weather. I'm going to go run across the street, pick up my little guy, and probably ride bikes for the next couple hours before I go back to work. But, yes, um, as Don always says, thank you to uh, K&N, Manscaped, Voice America for all their producing stuff that they do for us. Uh, CBD, MD, make sure you use those RIRC 
promo codes over there. Get yourself some discounts on all the great products that are supporting companies and products that are supporting racers and rental cars. And since it is starting to get cold at some places in this damn world, except for California, go to racersandrentalcars.com, buy yourself a sweatshirt, hoodie, whatever you want to call it. Because, like I always used to say, Don needs to pay his electric bill this winter. So, I'm out. Bye-bye. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, download, and tell five of your closest friends about racers and rental cars. As we can't do this show without you as listeners. See ya! Thank you for listening to the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Motion Raceworks, Performance Data Systems, Streetway Marketing and Media, and Stupid Fast Racing, and racersandrentalcars.com.